This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this topic in the public speaking series. My name is Andy. I'm Ronan. And today we're going to be discussing the do's and don'ts of audience interaction. Interesting topic, this one, isn't it? Yeah, public speaking. Normally, get behind, people think, behind a lectern, speak away, but more and more interaction, do's and don'ts. Yeah, important. It is because if you get it wrong, you can actually mess up uh, the whole talk. Like the idea of, I want to be interactive, so I'm going to do a hundred things in my talk, and then it ceases to become a talk, it becomes a theatre production and a circus, and it's not actually achieving anything. Yep. And talking about the do's and don'ts of audience interaction... I believe you have a fail tale for us. Yeah, fail tale. Story of mine, a speech that I gave that didn't work. Uh, let me set the scene for you, Andy. Yes. Um, well, easy for me to set the scene for you. You were there. Yes. Uh, and you'll be able to testify to how much this was a failure. Um, but uh, it was a talk there I knew I would be out of my comfort zone. So I actually did. You've got to get out of your comfort yep. zone. Yep, you do. I, um, uh, I prepared for this big time. And it was me giving a talk to 1,000 school principals at a conference for school principals. Wow. But uh, not only to them, it was the dinner at the evening of the conference. So the 1,000 principals, pretty much each of them had a partner with them. So we're talking 2,000 adults in a huge dinner function of which the MC got everybody to be quiet for 10 minutes whilst I, Ronan, uh, would come up and give a short talk. Fantastic. Yeah. People are eating food. They just wanted to have food and enjoy the night. They People did not want to talk. Caterers are serving food. Yep. So there's stuff going on, noise going on everywhere. The clank, MC clank, clank. He, he at least got them to pretty much stop for me to start. Okay. And at that time, um, that's when all my preparation kicked in. I had been preparing for ages for this talk. My practice, I'd, I'd got feedback from people, everything. Anyway... I uh, I wanted to be interactive. I thought if this is going to be a dinner where they want to have a good time, I'll try and help people have a good time during my talk. Yep. Yep. And so uh, I think the very first thing that I got people to do straight away was I said, before I launch into my presentation, I want you to reflect on something. I want you to stand up if you can remember where you were the time that mankind set foot on the moon. So that was my like opening uh, activity. Pretty much everyone stood except me. Yeah, no, well, I'll, a lot of people stood. Uh, certainly not everybody, but uh, the the older people did. And uh, of course, as I said that, here's me wanting to be interactive. But with two thousand people in the crowd, they all started having a conversation about where they where, were. Where were you? Yeah. Can you oh, and I'm yes, thinking, I remember. no, look back at the stage. I've I've got to do something here. I need to move on with my next part. But there's two thousand people all chatting. So, like, I got them in, involved interacting, but mm. too much. And anyway, I could kind of get their attention back a little bit. And then I had a punchline that was supposed to be delivered so quickly that everyone would laugh, but it had taken me a minute to get everybody's attention back to the stage. And then I said, okay, everyone who's sitting down, look around the room at the people standing. This is what old looks like. And that was my joke about, like, anybody who was standing was old. And then I was going to talk about the different generations. Like, I was gonna, it was going to be a wonderful talk. The problem was I just offended half of the audience <laughs> and they didn't, I think, feel too offended, but everybody who was sitting down was just having a good laugh at their expense, which then meant everybody in the audience, all 2,000 of them, 
were having a laugh about whether they were old or not old and uh, making comments about age amongst each other. Yeah. So now I've got people talking about the moon, I've got people talking about age, and no one's listening to my talk. I, I had my points ready to go. I was so well rehearsed and memorized that I went for about another three minutes of my possible 10, but realized no one is listening. I have lost my audience. And I just quickly wrapped up my talk as if that was the way it was supposed to be and left the stage after three minutes. Yep. And uh, I remember at that moment thinking, I, I don't want to stay for the rest of this night. That was a failure. Uh, I thought I did everything right, but I stuffed it up. Yes. Audience interaction can yep. make or break. Can make or break it. A talk. Yep. So we've got some do's and don'ts. Yep. Okay, so we're talking about, you know, you've just given a fail tale. What's the what's the first one? Okay, number one is a do. Uh, do have interaction. Even so, after that, even you're after going, that, do have interaction. I'm still an advocate of interaction. So Fantastic. if anybody says, you know, interaction makes a talk messy, well, it could, but you still need to have it. If everybody says, oh, no, my talk, I've only got limited time, I'm just going to fill it with information. No, 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 no. You've got to find a way still to have interaction, but yep. there's the right way and wrong way to do it. So number one has got to be do have interaction, yep. but there's some don'ts as well. Absolutely. Number two, don't think that interaction means not preparing. Yep. Okay, so I've got my talk. Yeah, I'm just going to get the audience to interact here. <laughs> no, no, no. You've got to prepare the interaction itself and prepare what it, actually what is the audience going to do here? How are they going to react? Um, if I'm asking them a question, is there someone in the audience who's just going to yell the answer out? Do you want that? Are they going to have a discussion? Are they going to, um, as what happened in your story, get totally distracted and then not being able to come back? So prepare the interaction and prepare what it's going to look like. Yeah, one thing that annoys me when someone starts a talk because they, like, they want to be interactive is if they don't prepare, they start with a question. But let me give an example. Let's say I wanted to give a talk about generosity mm -hmm. and you had information to share about generosity. If you stand up and you say, I want to know what generosity means to you and then you get the audience to put their hand up and give an answer, that actually seems unprepared. Like, we'll get to that stuff about like discussion with your audience soon. But if you just start with such an open question, it makes it look like you, the presenter, don't have anything to say and you're letting the audience run the show. Your mm -hmm. audience should never run the show you, the presenter, should always maintain control of what's taking place during your talk. So if they yeah, come up, prepare. If they come up with something better than you've got as well, you're, <laughs> you're in a bit of trouble. Yep, they could have a fantastic answer. And then yep. when you go to read your like, official oh, one off the notes. That wasn't in my yeah. thing. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, don't. Don't. Yep. And number three. Do. Do get the audience to interact with each other. Ooh. Yeah. So I think this is a tool that, um, you know, should be used. Problem with my principles conference one is there were too many people in the room with 2,000 people that when they were all chatting with each other, then I had no ability to get their control back. Okay, so it depends on your audience size. But interaction doesn't have to mean you, the presenter, talking to your audience and them talking back to you. It can mean someone talking to the person next to you. So in the example that I used previously, you could stand up and say, we're going to talk about generosity. Before I give you my definition of generosity, turn to the person next to you and tell them your definition of generosity. So they're having a very short conversation amongst each other. They know what's expected. It's only going to go for 30 seconds. And you're not telling them that you're unprepared. You're just giving them opportunity to have a short conversation prior to you delivering what you have prepared for them. So, yeah, I think no problem getting them to interact with each other. Absolutely. Okay, number four is another don't. You go the don't. Don't ask questions unless there is a definite oh, answer. 
unless there's a definite answer. You are correct. You are correct. Uh, anyway, you say what you want to well, say and then I'll rant. Well, don't ask questions that uh, kind of like, well, I'm not sure what the answer is. Like, don't ask a question unless you know the audience is going to give a response. If you are, um, if you're wanting a response, uh, yeah. let me give you an example. Um, so many times we uh, do presentations with multiple people and you welcome somebody onto the stage and the first thing that they say is, are you guys having a good time? Now, that can be done in a way that uh, invokes a response from the audience. The presenter is obviously wanting a response. Are you having a good time? They want them to say yes. But if you enter the stage and are just like, oh, are you guys having a good time? So, so, so many times I see the response. One person's like, uh, yes. And then everyone else in the audience is like, oh, is that, are we supposed to answer yeah. that? Are we supposed to? Um, it's even worse when someone says like, how are you guys finding the day so far? Mm. There's a hundred answers to that that are all valid. Yeah, I got so out, no one's I gonna got say Google it. Maps. That's how I found That's it. That's how I found the day so yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 the way that the question is delivered as well. If you come up with a bit of Augusto and set it up in a way that invokes the response, you're going to get people to be, Yeah, yeah, we're having a good time. Yep. But the better way to do it is um say what you're wanting to say, but not in a question so that it doesn't actually need a response. Yeah. So rather than saying, are you guys having a good time? You get up there and say, well, I see that you guys are enjoying yourself today. And then you can move on. Yeah. Or you say, let's say you've got a super enthusiastic crowd, especially young crowd, and they're part of a day where they're interacting lots. You say, give me a cheer if you're having fun. And you know they're having One, fun. One, two, three. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's ready to cheer. Drives me crazy when someone, at, you know, part of a talk says, okay, now, what was my second point? Like, if you've given seven points, people can't remember that. And then no one puts their hand up. It makes it look like you've done a bad job as a presenter. No one remembers it. No one remembers it. Yeah. That's, that's silly. But you can use the question if there's an obvious answer. Let's say you've got 100 people in the room and you're talking. You could say, now put your hand up if you've got a pet dog. Because yep. you know there's enough people Some out people of 100 that have got a pet dog. And it's a safe question yep. to answer. Like you're not going to be asked what was point two. You just put your hand up with 50 others to say, oh, I have a dog. So, so use questions only. Like, yeah. like, only if you've got the definite answer and you've asked it in that way. And you know the audience yep. is going to give you the correct answer. Yep. Um, I was watching a, a presentation recently and um, someone had just given the, the talk and they're like, rightio, now I've got some prizes to give out yeah. and if, see who's been listening to me. Yeah. Like, okay, the first one is, what did I say about this? Yeah, and it's a, such an obscure piece of information. I've got a prize. Who yeah. wants it? And then it takes four people to get the actual correct answer. And you kind of like sitting there going, oh, my goodness, you literally just went for five. You just gave a five-minute speech, and they can't even remember one thing out of that, that presentation. You yep. kind of ask them. But don't make it obscure. Make sure you know that they're going to get it right. Otherwise, you look silly. Absolutely. Cool. Let me get back to a do. Oh, okay. I like being positive. Um, do get the audience involved physically. And I mean physically in terms of, you know, their body, their whole self. Do get them involved physically. So it could mean saying, okay, for this next part, I need everybody to stand up. Okay. Now, it can be simple. When I say physically, 
We don't have to move anywhere. It doesn't have to be like a contact sport activity that's taking place, but something physical that takes place. So it could be standing, could be turning, could be pointing at something, could be a challenge that involves hands, fingers, thumbs, head, I don't know. But doing little challenges, yeah. activities as part of your talk, especially if it's a longer talk, so there's something physically um, involved. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know when I'm sitting in the audience and listening to a presentation, um, sometimes I'll zone out. Yep. Uh, I feel like everyone does. But you'll be forced to zone in if someone... If, someone, if you're asking me to do something. Yep. Hang on a minute. What am I supposed to do? Cool. That, that's going to bring me back. What's the point here? And then you deliver the point. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got that back. Also important that you say it in an enthusiastic way. Otherwise, it's, okay, I need everybody to stand up. Yeah. And you know what happens next? They go, yes. oh. And like you've created a downer that you didn't actually yeah. have that's just surfaced. So you've got to say... Okay, next part's exciting. Stand up Correct. where you are and here's Correct. the next instruction. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't stay, steer clear of things like, oh, we're going to do another thing yep. or um, I need you Don't make it seem up. like it's an effort. Yeah. Make it seem like, like this it's is the best exciting. thing ever. Yeah. This is the best part of this talk. Get involved uh, and be excited about it. Absolutely. Um, okay, number six, don't. Don't try activities you haven't tested. <laughs> You've got to test stuff. How do you like to test stuff, Andy? Um, I like to get... Uh, play it with with people that yep. i am uh close with yep. so i'll i'll try things around the dinner table yep um if i've got a, a game or activity i'm like okay let's, let's try this let's see how it works yep and you see different people's reaction um i would then try it in a different setting yep um you know we drive around the the country quite a lot and you know sometimes you get bored in the car you need to try again next let's, game let's have an activity yep. and away we go and that that helps you to um, flesh out one your explanation of the activity, but two, how people are going to react, how they um, enjoy it, um, and the different ways in which the your audience will interact as well. If I jump back to my fail tale when I embarrassed myself in front of all the mm -hmm. principals at the uh, principals conference, I actually had tried that and done that in previous activities in other speeches, but there'd only been like a hundred people in the room. So what I didn't factor in was when everybody was not sitting in rows, but they were going to be sitting around tables and it was 2,000 of them. And eating dinner. Yeah, and eating dinner. Yeah. I hadn't tested it in that environment. Nor could I have, but it was probably too big on reflection, too big a risk. Just because it worked in my tiny environment doesn't mean it was going to work in that big environment. So like, it's just why we've got to try so many ways to test something before you use it where you really want it to count. Excellent. So number seven, a do. Do get the audience to write things down. Yep. Uh, so important. And for me, when I'm presenting, I feel like it's a... Um, a refocuser? Yeah, absolute refocuser. I don't think refocus is a word, but it is now. Yep, that's yep. it's the word Probably just the, a focuser. the phrase I was looking Probably for. Probably just a focuser. Um, you know, if, if people are starting to talk or if people are starting to lose it, you can say, okay, I want you guys to write this down because this is so important. If you're going to remember anything, remember this, write it down. Um, it might be a point, it might be a series of points, it might just be a sentence or a quote, um, but it helps people to go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is good, I must write this down. And you can do it either out of the blue like that, or, and that could be work for a quote or something too. Here's a quote, it's good, please write it down. Yep. So you're actually directing people to do it. Or you could design your talk from the beginning like that. So it could be the eight do's and don'ts of audience interaction. Then yeah. the audience knows write I'm actually down. going to write my eight things down. And yep. it can come up on the screen. As well, we've talked about that in another discussion. Um, you, know, you can use your visual aids, things that appear for people to see, 
to help direct people on what to write down. But it gets them involved. Like it's not actually just about the information they learn later, but them enjoying the talk because they feel like they're learning something because they're writing it down. That's a form of interaction. Absolutely. Some people think that that's not interaction, but getting them to write it, write things down. They're Another physical involvement. They're doing something with, with your uh, presentation. Uh, let, me, let me round us off with the last don't. Please do. Don't walk through the audience if you cannot be seen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, like, we talked in another discussion about people not liking microphones yeah. in the technology discussion. Notice there's some people that just don't like stages. They say, I won't stand on the stage. I'll just stand down the front there. Why are people scared of stages? I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's people thinking, like, I'll be closer to the people if I'm closer. Yeah, but it does a couple of things. It takes your authority away from you if you should have been on the stage and have chosen not to. And secondly, there'll be people further back that cannot see you as they would have if you were on the stage. Absolutely. It gives yeah. a, a presence and the best focal point yeah. for everybody in the room. As soon as you start walking around, okay, say you, say you walk past the first row, all of a sudden the first row can't see you anymore. No, it's, I don't know if you're talking and about And then they're like just turning around going, ah. I've seen people do the that. Back of your head. Then you're presenting to, you know. Absolutely. I've seen people start right, let's say there's an aisle down the middle stand right in between the front row so that everyone can see them. And because they're wanting to be more and more engaged with the crowd, a couple of minutes in, they take another step forward. A couple of minutes in, they take another step forward. Halfway through the talk, they're halfway down the aisle. Yeah. And like, and as you say, everyone's turning their necks around to have a look. And the presenter themselves, oh, interaction amongst the people. Yeah. It feels like watch, a big conversation. Yeah. No, no way. Not at all. If, you can't, if it doesn't assist with you being seen, don't do it. Just stand in the the assigned place that's been pre-decided as the best place for a uh, presenter to stand. Probably could we just add to that? Um, don't just pace for the sake of making your talk look interactive. Like if I walk around lots on stage, then people will think I'm an interactive speaker. No, no. People will think you're a gym instructor who's doing laps <laughs> and trying to get step count up for your calorie reduction. <laughs> it's interesting. I actually found myself today giving a presentation and partway through it, I was like, Am I walking too much? Am I being pacing too much? I'm like, I might just stand on this side of the stage for a bit just to, um, even though I did want to get my step count up, um, it was, uh, I actually found that today. But yeah, definitely don't just do it for the sake of it. Yeah, so that really just means plan out where you're going to stand and, and where you're going to move to and, and where you're not going to move to. So yep. audience interaction can make or break. It broke one of my talks, but I would probably stand here and say that it's helped make a couple of them uh, work out a little better as well. Thanks for discussion, Andy. Good, Good one. Good stuff. It's always a pleasure. Looking forward to the next chat. So am I. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news. Studentleadership.news.